worship God together. I'm glad everybody uh, seems good uh, in the midst of not good weather. We are here to worship God. We know that there are a lot of things in, uh, going in our minds, but for now, we just uh, leave everything behind or leave everything before God and we focus on why we are here. We are here to worship and put our hearts together as one body. So now, why don't we uh, welcome the living presence of God with the Psalm 118, verse 24. Are you ready to welcome God and our eternal Father to worship? Let's do that. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Uh, if you need a uh, worship bulletin available right over there uh, behind the sanctuary, if you need, uh, you can take one. And worship bulletin is available uh, online, so if you need one before worship service, uh, please visit the website and find the one in print it if you need. Uh, prayer request and ongoing prayer request available in the bulletin. So if you uh, need more information, just look at that and pray for those people who need our prayer. I guess uh, maybe something is uh, lingering in your mind about what's going uh, to happen. Uh, this week, we are, we are about to enter into 40 days of Lent. I understand uh, most of you, not, if not everyone, uh, understand what Lent is, right? So I can sense that uh, I guess we need a little spontaneous response by nodding. Look a little, a little look, uh, not really energetic this morning. So why don't we uh, 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 stretch your arms and uh, rejoice with one another. Can you do that? So you are here not to show your uh, gloomy face, but to show joyful spirit to one another. Amen. Okay. Uh, I trust that you know what Lent is. Uh, it is a very uh, uh, important uh, season for all Christians. Uh, people are usually excited about Christmas season, but other than Christmas season, uh, the Lent is the most important uh, serious season of Christians historically, even today, if you uh, take that way. So we spend 40 days together, and I invite you, literally, plainly, effectively, to participate 40 days of daily reading and congregational revival, congregational uh, read commitment to Jesus Christ. Reading, daily reading schedule uh, will be available. And I sent an email uh, Friday uh, 
reading schedule is already available on the website to visit. How many of you uh, look at that the reading uh, daily reading schedule? And some of you have checked already. So each day, uh, for those who participate, there will be a place, there's a place where they can share their thoughts. You will do uh, daily assigned text. It's about three or four chapters from the children books, from the uh, New Testament and the Old Testament. You read that assigned text and reflect on it, and then you share your understanding, your learning, whatever comes to your mind while you're reading, you share that with those who participant. So that can be, if you take it, uh, as that, that kind of opportunity, it will be a good time and place. You can hear what other people read, how other people read and understand while you are sharing your thoughts. So I think uh, there will be a good uh, opportunity for all of us to revive our congregational spirit and to get connected better. Aren't you excited? Are you or are you not? See, we need some uh, joyful uh, spirit this morning. Amen. So I'm making some effort to make it happen. And if you have any questions, please uh, uh, contact me. I will try to help you out. Next Wednesday service uh, will be this coming Wednesday, 6.30. Uh, it may depend on the weather conditions, you know that. We, have, uh, we are having, uh, we are going to have a winter storm, so we uh, will watch the weather. Any other particular announcement you want to make? From the president, anything? From the congregation? Any joyful news? Don't be shy this morning. Any anything you want to share? Okay. We'll have uh, Steve play.
we thank you so much for the gift of being able to come and worship you. Lord, we just pray that you not only be with each one of the individuals here in this room, but we pray that you will be with those that are watching live on, on Facebook. You'll be with each one of those people in our community and in our state. Lord, we ask that you be with those that are battling sickness and are grieving loss right now. Lord, we pray. We pray for our government. From D.C. all the way down to here. We pray that your will be done. We pray that you will help with decision making. Lord, we ask, bless those that are that are hurting in our community. Those that are struggling. Son taught us a prayer and saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into We have a Rebecca Parker. She will lead us. Our congregation is singing. Shine is a shine. Thank you.
Good morning. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 139, verses 13 through 15. For it was you who formed my inward parts, knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. I know them very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. In the New Testament scriptures taken from 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21, in a large house there are utensils not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for special use, some for ordinary. All who cleanse themselves of the things I have mentioned will become special utensils, dedicated and useful to the owner of the house ready for every good work. This is a word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for this opportunity. Help us be humble, be honest, be sincere to understand who we are, our sins, and our opportunity to receive your grace through this book. Lord, help us open our hearts and minds, fill our hearts with your spirit as we listen. We are listening to your word, the word of eternal life thinking about the truth that each of us has been created for a reason. The reason that is to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Be with us and lead us as we listen. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God is good. All the time. And all the time. No matter what happens in your life, in our lives, I hope you can say that, standing above all the troubles, hardships, things that hinder, trying to prevent you from uh, coming closer to Jesus Christ. If you have heard the, the scripture from Psalm 139, I'm sure you're familiar with that content, but I'm not sure how much you people are Tried to, uh, have tried to understand its meaning to and for your life. And also, we hold the part of the scripture for today from 2 Timothy. What is the, the role of each of us in the house of God? So connecting those two scriptures today and think about the meanings for our lives, for your life, personal, uh, personal life, and also the life that is growing together as the body of Jesus Christ. So let me start with a 
a question that is uh, challenging and also meaningful for each of us. What would be what would it be like if God tells each of you that you were created for a purpose and that it is with you each day? Every moment, what would be what would the life such a life be like in you and in the life of his sides? This is something I want you to think about while you listen to the message for today. How many of you have actually thought about that? You were created for a reason. Sometimes people say when uh, things go bad, yeah, there there is a reason for what, why that happened. Have you heard that? Have you said that to somebody whom you care about? Sometimes you know, I, need, I, I needed to say that uh, to some family when I visited a, a certain family, the family is going through a tough time. But on the, on, the, on the one hand, it sounds familiar to each of you, but at the same time, uh, on the other hand, it is a very serious uh, statement. Because that's who we are and how we need to live. So, to think about So, today's sermon is to revitalize and enhance your personal relationship with God. And beyond that, we can use that and apply that to the life of the church together. Prior to becoming a king of Israel, David, in the Old Testament, often found himself in troubles, many troubles, if you remember what you read in the Old Testament. He had so many troubles to the point of being killed by Saul, the first king. However, God rescued him out of the troubles at right times, knowing all about his situations and his needs for the moment. So David had to admit that he was powerless, he was helpless, but he should remain hopeful because every time he found himself in trouble, somehow God intervened and saved his life. We can find somebody similar to David in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul, Paul and Apostle supported in numerous ways, traveling to preach the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. So he traveled at least three times in uh, different regions, from Asia Minor to Europe. In his second missionary journey, probably around 50 AD 51 and 53, he spent 18 months, 18 months in Corinth. During his third journey, a few years later, he wrote a letter to the believers in Corinth. So let me share one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the things Paul expressed in his letter to Corinthian believers from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God 
and does not come from us human beings. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. I encourage you to put yourself in his place, feeling that you are carrying in your body the death of Jesus Christ. At the same time, the life of Jesus Christ, the life that is eternal and abundant in him. So think about that possibility and actually ultimate reality that will happen and that is to happen and that will continue to happen until you go to his place. Amen. Bring your joy. <laughs> it is an opportunity, really a, a lifetime opportunity to think that way and live that way and demonstrate the life. Not only to those around you, but also to people who may not know for now, but in the future you may encounter those people. Paul was confident that Jesus would be him for a purpose. So he followed his track, no matter what happened to him. We have the same Jesus. Do you have the same Jesus as the one that Paul had? in his life. If you really believe that, you can knock. If you don't want to say it, you can knock. Yeah. You have the same Jesus who was with the Apostle Paul. Don't try to think that you are a Paul was a very extraordinary person. You are just a plain person. No. He was a very worse person than you are. He even persecuted the first believers who accepted Jesus. He was sent to Damascus to arrest those people who claimed Jesus as their Lord. That much it was bad. So there is great hope you can be better than Paul. Can you? If you choose to do so, you can. So you had the same Jesus, your life is hidden in the cross. If you remember from uh, last Sunday, when I was holding the cross, you didn't see me, did you? You saw the cross, right? Yeah. That's how you see others, that's how you will be seen by others. They're not, they're not going to see you, they're, not, they're going to see the cross you're holding, you're carrying in your body. You have the same Jesus, your life is hidden in the cross. So as troubles and hardships come your way, you may be afflicted. You, are, you, you, you may be in agony. Why is it happening to me? You may be afflicted, but neither crushed, no more forsaken, no more destroyed, in order to keep the life of Jesus visible in your body for a special purpose in Him. Amen. 
Right, let's turn to Psalm 139, verses 1 through 3. O Lord, you have searched me, know me. You know, when I sit down, when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For the moment, let's assume this, this may be happened to you. Somehow I know everything about you. What time do you get up? What, what do you do right after you get up? What do you do or during the daytime? What time you come home? What you eat for dinner? What time you go to bed? What, what, what kind of things you talk about you, your spouse, your, your family members? And one moment you and I meet together and we can talk about something and then somehow you find out I know everything about you. How would you feel? How do you feel? You feel scared? You feel naked? That's the way David felt about God. If you really feel that way, you can be a better person, a better Christian, understanding His will, understanding better. You were created, created for a vision. So He is searching you, God is searching you, God is knowing your thoughts even far from far away. King David admitted that he was unable to escape from the sight of God and from the reach of God because God knew all about him. Yeah, I felt the way I was scared. God knows everything, even, even for a short moment I was thinking about some main person in the church. Ah, she's a Chasing after me and bothering me and with uh, with uh, with uh, nonsensical issues. If I thought that, and God may not be pleasant to hear that, and then at the moment, then then a thought came to me: Yeah, God may be hearing, God may be seeing what I'm thinking right now. Have you have you had that kind of moment? <laughs> God, if you really uh, believe and trust that God knows you and God loves you, you may have that moment. And that moment can solve as an opportunity for you to become a better person. Psalm 139 reminds us that God knows all about us beyond our measure, beyond our imagination. And that each person was created for a purpose in Jesus. If you believe that, you can say Amen at this moment. God's creation is not just to create us as human beings, but also to lead us to fulfill that purpose, the purpose that was given uniquely to you, given to you. Perhaps you may not know that purpose yet, until you put yourself in God's hands, the powerful hands, 
we sometimes we refer to the phrase God is powerful hand. Have you said that before? Have you heard that before? I'm sure you have said or heard from somebody. God's powerful hand. Even we sang the song. So let me uh, show some illustration that may lead us or uh, stimulate us our thoughts to really think about who we are and why things happen in certain ways for us, for you. And think about how God, how gracious, how creative God is for each of you having and uh, fulfilling that purpose in your life. There was a couple who used to go to England to shop uh, at a beautiful antique shops. This particular trip was to celebrate their 25th anniversary, wedding anniversary. They both liked antiques and pottery, and especially teacups. Everybody knows the teacup, right? What a teacup is. And so, spotting an exceptional cup at the store, the couple asked the lady working at the store, may we see that? We've, we've never seen a cup quite so beautiful. As the lady handed it to them, suddenly the teacup spoke. The teacup said, you don't understand I have not always been a teacup. There was a time when I was just a lump of red clay. My master took me, rolled me, pounded me, patted me over and over, and I yelled out, Don't do that! I don't like it! Let me be alone! But he only smiled, gently said, not yet. Then when I was placed on a spinning wheel, and suddenly I was spun around and around and around. Stop it! I'm getting so dizzy. I'm going to be sick. I screamed. But the master only nodded and said quietly, Not yet. He spawned me and poked me, prodded me, and bent me out of a shape to soothe himself. And then, then he put me in the oven. I never felt such a heat. I yelled and knocked and pounded at the door. Help! Get me out of here! I could see him through the opening, and I could read his lips. Not yet, as he shook his head from side to side. When I, when I thought I couldn't bear it another minute, the door had opened. He carefully took me out, put me on the shelf, and I began to cool. Oh, that felt so good. Ah, this is much better, I thought. But after I cooled, he picked me up and he brushed and painted me all over. The films were horrible. 
I thought I would gag. Oh, please, stop it. I cried. He only shook his head and said, not yet. Then suddenly, the master put me back into the oven. Only it was not like the first time. This time, it was twice as hot, and I just knew I would suffocate. I begged. I pleaded. I screamed. I cried. I was convinced I would never make it. I was ready to give up. And just then the door opened and he took me and took me out and again placed me on the shelf where I could and waited and waited, wondering what's going to be, what's going to do to me next. An hour later, my master handed me a mirror to look at myself and said, look at yourself. And I did. I said, that's not me. That couldn't be me. That's beautiful. I am beautiful. Do you hear that? I am beautiful. Quietly, the master spoke. I want you to remember them. He said, I know it's hard to be old and pounded and petty. But had I, had I just left you alone, you'd have it right off. I know it made you dizzy to spin around on the wheel, but if I had stopped, you'd have crumbled. I know it hurt that it was hot and disagreeable in the oven, but if I had not put you there, you'd have cracked. I know the fumes over on. I know the films were bad when I brushed and painted you all over. But if I had not done them, you never would have hardened. You do not have, have any color in your life. And if I had not put you back in that second oven, you do not have survived for long because the hardness would not have helped. Now you are a finished product. Now you are what I had in mind. When I first began with you, let me repeat the last two sentences. Now you are a finished product. Now you are what I had in mind. When I first began with you, obviously the message is telling the teacup. There was a, a purpose for the teacup. So if you put that story context to your life, what can happen to you? How do you respond to all kinds of troubles, hardships, something you don't want, but somehow something is happening in your life? How do you respond to that? It is easy for everybody to respond when everything goes well. It's not easy to respond in a possible way, constructive way, when things go against your wish, you are against our wish. Isn't it right? So we need to think and see differently, not through our own ways, but 
through the eyes of God. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. It says, It was you, God, who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. I praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Let me invite you to follow after me, repeat after me, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're willing. I pray to you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's do it again. I pray to you, Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I encourage you to repeat that many times in each day. If you forget, I can say to you, loss. If you repeat that, if you remember, and if you seek to apply its meaning to your life, it is a blessing and it comes to you and the blessing will make you different. Don't forget that, the truth. You were created for a reason. You were created, you were created fearfully, wonderfully. Okay, if I hear somebody who said, I know you, I know what time you get up, I know what time uh, you go to bed, I know what you do during the daytime, I know what you do, how you treat others, how you, what, how you handle things, what you do with your wife, etc., etc., then how to feel scared all the time. So every time I do something, I may take a, a moment and stop and think about Does this somebody know this one too? If you really think about your life seriously, following what you heard, you, you heard from God, and we can make a, a good difference, big difference in our lives. David Fett experienced that, really. He was fearfully and wonderfully, not just fearfully, but also wonderfully, he couldn't understand how God created him beyond what he could imagine. So he was convinced that he was created fearfully at the same time. He was convinced that he was wonderfully made in God's grace. So he said, wonderful are your works. He saw the works of God as wonderful beyond his description. David came to realize that he had been fearfully and wonderfully mentored, molded, filled, and used for the purpose of God. He praised God's works and came to believe that God knew what he was going through in his life. Isn't it some comfort for you when you have a difficult time? God knows what I'm going through. I know, at least, at least once you have heard that from somebody who said, when you're going through a tough time, God knows you, what you're going through. Have you heard that? Raise your hand, be honest. And for those who didn't have a hear yet, and I can say, 
If you have a little time, if you're going to bed from time at this moment, I'll assure you, God knows that. God knows that even though you don't see that, as you trust God, God has your eternal Father. David praised God's words and came to believe. God knew what David was going through. Troubles, hardships. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. In a large house, there are utensils, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for special use, some for ordinary. All who claim to themselves of the things I have mentioned earlier, meaning bad things, hate, etc., etc., bad things, will become special utensils dedicated and useful to the owner of the house, meaning the master, ready for every good work. Maybe some of you think that you never did anything particular in a church because you see yourself as very quiet, shy, or just leaving, leaving you alone. Or sometimes maybe you feel that you're not sure whether you can do something meaningful, something great that other people do in a church. Let me assure you, I believe, I trust that God created you, and God has given you, each of you, a particular gifts. Someday, sometime later in the future, maybe after, after Easter, I plan to offer the uh, spiritual gifts workshop. Spiritual gifts workshop. I invite you uh, to that particular workshop. It is related to uh, leadership, it is uh, related to uh, your growing uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. Each person has been given a particular gift, even though you are not all at this moment, because you never run into a situation where somebody can notice your gift, or you yourself did not notice yet. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you believe God, God is the Almighty God, then, then I will show you, each of you God has given you something unique in addition to common things. That's how I the word of God without people, I cannot change your life, but God can, and you let him do that. So, trust that God has given you something, something only to you, and God has a purpose for you to utilize that particular gift that has been given to you. Does that sound good to each of you? A smile, please! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> some for special purpose, but some for ordinary. Timothy was advised to keep up the good work as a God's worker. And uh, how about you? Have you ever felt that 
God has approved you to be a good worker, or a worker for God. Have you ever thought about that? If you have not, at this moment, think about that. And I'll show yourself. God has chosen you. Think about from the first step. God has called you out of the world and invites you to accept Jesus Christ. Have you gone through that step? Have you gone through the process? That's why you are sitting here, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, right? And you continue to walk with Jesus Christ because God has chosen you and you responded to his call. So you get on the bus that is going, uh, heading for heaven. You continue to stay on the bus together with other fellow workers. And each person you uh, call it to do what God has in his mind for you. The Bible says that God knows what we are doing, meaning that God knows what you are doing. Each person was created for a purpose. God is a master potter. We are his clay. You are his clay. God makes you, molds you, you, fills you, uses you for that special purpose. In this ongoing process, God will expose you to the right kinds of troubles, hardships, in which you are being made into an unbreakable selfless servant to fulfill God's purpose for your life. So there is a hope, there is encouragement, there is a comfort, and God is to reinforce your faith in Jesus Christ. Sometimes you may find your life hard, being pounded, headed, and pushed almost to the edge beyond endurance. God knows that. Your personal world may seem to be spinning out of control. You may feel as if you are in a fiery furnace of trials. You may feel that your life seems, to, seems too hard to bear with. At the moment, Jesus may say to you, not yet. Try this. Lean on God. You know the song, Lean on God? Lean on God. Entrust yourself to His care. Sit down. Maybe hold a teacup with warm tea. Sitting on your sofa. Sitting with your husband or wife. Or with family. Sit down and have a little talk with a part of our Creator, Advocate, and Caregiver. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the message you have given us. You have given us so many things. Sometimes we may not think about what it means to us. Because sometimes we take for granted. We take those things for granted without thinking the significance of receiving those special gifts, talents, resources, 
So help us awaken ourselves in Jesus. Help us understand you have created us for a purpose, for a reason. Help us understand its significance as we seek to follow Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for helping us rethink what we have heard and to revitalize our relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to grow and walk with Jesus Christ to fulfill that purpose in our lives. Thank you so much for all you do. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We're going to sing I was there to hear your morning series. Thank you, Rebecca, to lead us.
And also for those who do not have internet access to the internet, we try to reach out by telephone or phone call. So uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but we plan to have a service on Wednesday. Uh, so uh, be ready for the service. And uh, hopefully nothing uh, unexpected happens. So again, uh, good to have you. Now go in peace. The grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all today and always. Amen. Have a great week.